Welcome creative entrepreneurs to season three of the CEO podcast for creative entrepreneurs on fire. We're here to ignite your passion and fuel your success. This season, we're serving up bite-sized episodes packed with actionable insights, and we're not just about inspiration, we're about implementation. Get ready to turn the amazing advice from our previous seasons into real results, whether that's conquering your fears or scaling your business, we've got you covered. Grab your notepads, your favorite bevy, and join us as we gear up to tackle any challenge that comes your way. Stay tuned because the best is yet to come. The CEO Podcast Season 3 is here to help you set your business on fire. Enjoy! If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we talk about all things business here with a little bit of woo-woo thrown in. So what we're doing at the moment is we are creating a very robust, amazing course for designers, and this course is going to teach you how to run your own business, and it's going to get down into the absolute nitty-gritty that we just can't cover on the podcast. So if you're interested in learning how to run your business efficiently and become a profitable, happy designer, please get on the wait list. The link is in this episode show notes. We are launching in early 2024. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of season three of the CEO podcast. I'm your host, Britt Wright. I just want to say thank you to all of you that tune in and listen to the podcast. It means so much to me because the whole reason I do this is to inspire fellow creative entrepreneurs, to give them resources, to inspire them, to make sure that you guys have answers to questions that you might have. And it really means a lot to me when I hear from people that they listen, that they enjoy it, that they get something useful out of it. So thank you to all of you who have left a review, emailed me, um, sent private messages. I really appreciate each and every one of you and appreciate you being here. So this podcast, as you know, is for creative entrepreneurs. And today I want to discuss something that each and every one of us has felt because it's a lot of work running a business and being a creative. It is two totally different sides of the coin when you have to have an analytical business hat on and then when you have to switch gears and be creative. It's a very difficult um, kind of flip that you have to do as a creative entrepreneur and it's something we have to do day in, day out, and it can get exhausting. So today I wanted to discuss how we keep our creative juices flowing and some tips and tricks to get yourself back into the groove if you are feeling stuck. So writer's block is probably one of the most commonly heard of forms of creative stagnancy. So when a writer basically sits and stares at a blank page, I mean, you've probably seen it in movies and things like that where you know, the the tortured writer is just sitting there watching their cursor blink as they can't think of anything to write or they write something and then delete it all. It's That is basically, in a nutshell, what creative stagnancy is. This feeling of not being able to move forward and feeling blocked and feeling kind of at a dead end with your creativity is so common. And it it needs to be said because I think it's something that bothers people immensely when they encounter it, that, you know, you're not good enough. It starts to kind of bring up all of those feelings of imposter syndrome when you can't create because your job is to create. And then all of a sudden you just feel like, you know, there's nothing left in the tank to pull from. So 
first of all, know that you are not alone. Every creative person encounters this and it can come from so many different reasons. It can come from being completely burnt out. It can come from personal things happening in your life that are just kind of dragging you down. It can come from other stressors. It can come from being too busy on the business side of your business. It can come from having a wave of, you know, disappointed clients or something of that nature. So this creative stagnancy can come from so many different angles and it is so, so normal. The first thing I like to do when I'm experiencing this is to actually look back on my own work. Now, that might seem a little counterproductive, but what it allows me to do is see the proof in the pudding. So I can look back on the projects I've executed and I can remember what I often kind of get from that is I can remember, you know, being in that moment and all of the work that went into that and then the result of that project. And it allows me to start to feel that sense of ownership over my creativity again. And it also helps me to kind of remember where I was at that point and how I was feeling in that moment and kind of reflect on where I am now. I find that helpful because I'll look back on projects and I will realize, okay, that was only, you know, two years ago. And I remember feeling, you know, so overwhelmed and so frustrated and like, you know, whatever feelings might come up or I felt really accomplished or I felt really excited about it. And it helps me to understand where I was at then and where I can go forward. And it also just helps me draw lines between what I've experienced in the past and how I moved through it and where I am today and how I want to move through it. So that's really the first step I like to take when I'm feeling a little stuck. The second is I like to pull my community. So I like to ask people what they're looking for and understand what type of advice might be needed. I have a lot of younger designers that will reach out to me in DMs or by email and ask questions or want to either come and intern with us or, you know, just pick my brain. And I really like that because it gives me insight into what the the people behind me who are coming up behind me and seeing me as a mentor, the people listening to this podcast, what they're looking to hear. So by pulling my community and actually listening to what they have to say, it's really eye-opening and it's really a great resource and I think an untapped resource. I think we're all just, you know, people are posting for the likes and they're posting for like, oh, that's so beautiful. Great job. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, you get to that point by understanding what the community and what your followers and what your clients are looking for. And without actually asking them what you're looking for, you're never going to be able to deliver the product that makes them go, wow. So Polling your community is huge, and you can do this in a bunch of different ways. You can literally reach out and ask people. I reached out to somebody who is a close friend of mine who I know listens to the podcast, and I said to her, hey, I'm feeling a little stuck. What would you like to hear about? And that is a great resource. You can do that to people you know listen to the podcast. You can pose it as a question on social media. You can send it out to your email subscribers. You can do a bunch of different things that allow you to pull your community. And one thing I also like to do, um, and if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me mention it, but you can email in to our podcast at askbsw at gmail.com and ask a question. So if there's something you specifically want to hear about, 
you can do it that way. But I get a lot of my ideas from the community and people saying, hey, I listened to such and such episode. I loved it. I would like to hear more about whatever it might be. So that's number one, pulling your community and listening, actually listening to what people have to say and what people want. The second thing that I think is super important if you're facing creative stagnancy is to go get inspired. And this may be within your industry or it can be something completely separate. So I'm going to use uh, writing, for example. So some writers may get inspired by reading other people's novels. Uh, some designers may get inspired by flicking through uh, a design magazine, architect architectural digest or something like that, where they can see the world's most amazing projects and be able to go, okay, I really love how they did that. And it starts to just get those gears turning in your brain. Other people may find inspiration in completely different ways. So you may get inspired by walking on the beach and just allowing your brain to relax and start to have those thoughts. Some people, you know, like to go for a drive. They like to have a hot tub, all of these different things, whatever kind of makes your brain start to tick or allows you to relax enough to start to have creative thoughts. That's what I want you to do in this moment of getting inspired. So if you find looking at other people's work creates more of a imposter type of response in you, don't do that. If you find you're able to like take inspiration and pull little nuggets of greatness out of other people's work, then that's a great solution. But if it's something that bothers you or makes you feel inadequate, then I would suggest the other kind of quiet rest space. And that's really my next point is you have to also rest. People don't understand or they don't realize that their creativity is actually a massive energy drain and not in a bad way, but it takes so much energy to be creative and to have that passion, that fire. I mean, they call creativity fire for a reason. It takes a lot of energy to produce. So if you are burnt out, if you're exhausted, if you're just kind of done, you're not going to come from the space of fire in your creativity. So if you're at that place where you are burnt out, the best thing you can do for your creativity is take a break, rest, put the project aside and come back to it. Um, meditation is excellent for this. Going for a walk in nature is excellent for this. Taking a weekend off is excellent for this. All of those types of things that allow you to literally shut your brain off is so good. I found I came back from my recent vacation very rested and ready to dive back in because I was able to actually turn my brain off. And as an entrepreneur, that's one of the hardest things to do. And it's something you have to cultivate and learn as you go through your business to be able to turn off. Um, that may start when you are first in business, you're, go you're going to want to answer every email, answer every text all hours of the day because you're so excited and because you probably don't have a lot of clients yet, you wanna serve them to the utmost degree. As you continue in your business, you're going to realize that that's not necessary to be successful and that people actually respect your boundaries if you put them in place. And if you haven't listened to previous episodes on that, I suggest you go back and do that. But what you want to be able to do is put those rest zones in place throughout your week, throughout your month. So what that might look like is not answering emails or phone calls after 5 p.m. if your business allows for that. It might look like not answering emails or phone calls on the weekend. It might look like taking you know, a Friday off every month just to reset. 
whatever works for you, it's creating that separation between your personal life and your business so that you can actually fully rest and then come back rejuvenated, right? The saying, you can't pour from an empty cup, that's exactly what that means. It means you have to fill your cup up in order to be able to give out, to give energy, to give creativity, to create amazing things. The next thing that I find is helpful is exploring different creative avenues. So if you're a photographer, maybe try painting. If you're a writer, maybe try photography. If you're a designer, maybe try writing. You know, there's all different ways we can express ourselves. And I think it's helpful to try different avenues because you might find that something comes out of you that you didn't even know you had, and that can be translated back into what you need to produce. So I think exploring other creative avenues is a really exciting thing to do. And you never know what will come out of it. You might realize you have a very, very big talent for whatever it is you try. Um, which you can somehow tie into your existing business. So there's there can really be no negative outcome from exploring other creative avenues. So I definitely advise uh, giving that a try. That's harder to do if you're feeling very overwhelmed and stressed, but you know maybe take 15 minutes and just try something else. Um, grab a paint by numbers or something. And even if it just helps you kind of relax and meditate to an extent, that's great too. And the last point I want to make on reigniting your creativity is to just do things that make you happy. Do joy. So what I mean by that is get excited. Start to add kindling to that fire so that you are able to produce amazing creations. That is so important and people can feel that from your work. When you create from a space of emptiness, of lack, of exhaustion, of burnout, the end user will feel it because you infuse your work with that energy. It's something that's very out there. It's a little woo-woo. It's all of those things. But it is so embedded in what you do. Something that is created with joy and excitement and passion feels different. It's like cooking with love. You know, I will fully 100% admit I hate cooking. I despise it. I despise every part of it. I don't like chopping. <laughs> I don't like standing by the stove. Nothing I make tastes good because I, I literally do it with hate in my heart. <laughs> the only time I do it with love is if I'm purposely kind of making something for somebody and I want them to enjoy it. Then I infuse it with care and with love. And my, you know, usually it tastes okay <laughs> at that point. But they always say cooking with love, that's what makes it taste so amazing. And, and it is. When somebody who loves to cook cooks for you, you can feel it. You can taste it. You can feel their care and their love. It's like a warm hug right there in your meal. So that's exactly the premise behind creating with joy, creating with excitement, creating with passion. Whatever it is you do, that is where you need to come from. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that you are not feeling stagnant in your creativity. And if you are, try a few of these tips and tricks. Let me know if they work. I would love to hear from you. And definitely send your feedback. Send your questions. I would love to answer more of your questions heading into season four. So shoot them over at askbsw at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here all the way 
to the end of season three and we'll catch you next time. Bye.